0: And we are back for more Fire and Blood. Uh, Preston, this is our first Fire and Blood of the new year. And, fire and uh, Blood,
1: we are back. We are excited. Woo!
0: I mean, it's, this is... It's, it's a glorious day today. Today is a, I know, a glorious I know a lot
1: of people, you know, they, they, they listen to our other <laughs> podcasts and they're like, yeah, look, we, this is fine, but we want you to be talking about Ice and Fire. You know, we want you to be talking about Nimble Dick and Pretty Maris and Al Ardeem. That's what, that's what the people want. And so we're doing it. We're here with fire and blood.
0: Pretty quick. Cool. I, I, almost, I almost want a camera in, in your room when you're reading the next uh, next book, Winds of Winter, and Al Ardeem just shows up. I just want to see how oh happy God, it's going to
1: be – I mean, if Al Ardeem shows up, you know, like I just – I would close the book and I'd be like, this is a perfect book. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's done. <All> right. in <laughs> Oh God! Hopefully it'll come this year. Ah.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. We okay. can only we can only hope. We can only hope. But uh, guys, welcome back. We are continuing Fire and Blood. I know it's it's been a long time, but uh, every now and then we like to take a pause um, and you know get some other things out of the way, like Mando and Raised by Wolves. But now we are back. Uh, this time we'll be covering a question a question of secession. Right and
1: yeah, which the first the first half of Question of Succession is new stuff, um, clearly written uh, like closer to the time of when Fire and Blood came out. The latter half is the Rogue Prince, which came out you know years ago in in the I think in Rogues uh, it was a short story, Um, but uh, I'm not you know so there is a shift. In, in style and tone halfway through because they're they're written um many years apart. The first A lot of drama.
0: Half. The second half has a lot of dr- family drama, which I guess yeah. is is to be expected because we're setting up uh the dance <laughs> of the dragons, but uh it, it's but, very keeping up with the Targaryen's ish type of thing.
1: Sure, but the other the other thing as well is um the the, the second half focuses more on um, we're not sure what the truth is, this source says A, this source says B, this source says C. They have this back and forth of Mushroom and Maester, Runketer and, and Septon Eustace, you know, and, and, and such. On, and it's like, well, what really happened was we don't know, um, which is how history is. Like if you if you study a lot of history, especially like old Roman history or something, you can be like, well, Tacitus said that, you know, Nero did this but Suetonius said Nero did that you know and the truth is who knows you know it it was all written down 150 years after it happened so we have no clue what happened but this kind of stuff happens all the time you know um, when studying history but but the second half because it was written in 2014 or before 2014 the the rogue prince the second half of this it's, it's in a completely different style as the first half which was written for fire and blood.
0: So, it's it's a fairly long chapter. Um, can I start the uh, sure, summary? Sure thing. So the chapter starts out with a small recap of where we stand with uh, Jaheris and the succession of the Iron Throne. Last chapter, Aemon died on Tarth, and Balon was set to inherit. The problem starts to arise when Jaheris is quick to give Balon the titles that his brother Aemon had, despite the fact that Aemon had a daughter, Rhaenys, who was tied to House Valerian by marriage and Baratheon through her mother.
1: So so I need I need to cut in right right here. So. The beginning of 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 this is um, I like first time I read this, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, like it's written, <laughs> I mean it must be intentional because it's so comically bad in the sense that they're like, it was well established that Jaharis that that, that Amon would would inherit from Jaharis, you know? Um, because it was well established that Jaharis was the male heir. And you're like, what the fuck have we just been reading? Like, what are you talking about? It was well established that Jaehaerys was be, was going to be the heir. Like, what about the whole Dreamfire Reyna thing and his her apparent claim? Or the fact that Rogar Baratheon specifically tried to put her children on the throne? Or the fact that Magor had, like, declared Dreamfire Reyna's daughter, Arya, as his heir? Like, like, none, like, well established? Like, it's one of the dumbest things. Like, the first few pages go on and on about this, about how everyone expected this. That this person was going to be the heir. No, they didn't. We've just been reading for hundreds of pages that it wasn't.
0: Well, he even tries to uh, assure us that this is just how Westeros does things. Even back when Aegon conquered the Seven Kingdoms, like yeah. despite one of his sisters being older, he was chosen to rule.
1: It's it's very clear that that Targaryens name their successors, but people in Westeros um, expect generally expect male, uh, you know, dominated lineage. So, you know, these two things are going against each other. And so, you know, but the succession has never been been easy. Right. So, I mean, Magor usurps and then declares all sorts of different uh, um, people to be to be king. And, you know, it, it, none of it, none of it works out. And so... Right,
0: but I, I think a good chunk of Jaehaerys' storyline that we've seen so far is him trying to somewhat integrate the Valyrian culture into Westerosi society. Um, like, we had a whole thing about incest and exceptionalism and his need to preserve what makes his family so special. But at the same time, he also wants to, like, ensure that there isn't too much of a divide between the Targaryens and everybody else they want to rule. You've got to you got to adopt some ideas if you're fit in, and I guess this is one of them: the whole passing over sure. females and, for but male. but we, we
1: also have to wonder, like you know, who's controlling him and and the opinions of the people around him, like Septon Barth. But of course, this this issue of appointment versus you know male uh, I, I forget the the actual word promogena or something with the succession. I'm sure some some you know. A dorky person can go well, I, you know. I'm actually in the in, in comments, but like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say male-dominated uh, succession. Um, it's gonna it comes up with in in um, our main story because Ares has named Viserys the heir, and yet Aegon was alive, uh, little Aegon, son of son of Rhaegar, mm-hmm. and so Re- Aegon was disinherited. In you know. In preference of Viserys, which is an interesting thing because according to Westeros' law, like Aegon would be the heir, not Viserys. But Ares chose Viserys as his heir. So the issue is still, like in our modern story, like a problem, you know. So, but. Well,
0: the problem here arises um, with that in the sense because when when Balon eventually dies, because hmm. he didn't take over as king then the question of succession comes like right back around right
1: right i mean the question of 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 things like you know a, a male born like what which comes first like the male of a daughter or the male you know the 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 male of a of a brother all these different things and george is trying to make the statement that there was never in history uh, clear established inheritance rules, and and these caused you know problems in the Middle Ages and constant you know turmoil. And See, this is where really, I
0: get confused though. Yeah. Uh, I hate to cut you off. This is where I get sure. confused though, because like for me, the way I always thought is so. Let's say you have you know Aerys, and then Rhaegar, and then Viserys. So mm-hmm. I always thought that Rhaegar was the heir, yes. and despite any children he had, he was not king yet. And if Rhaegar died, it would automatically go to Viserys because Rhaegar never ascended to the throne. Therefore, it would pass to his brother automatically, <clears throat> not his son.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, had. Well, I think it's just not established. There was, there's something similar to what you're talking about, actually, with the, um, with uh, how Stokhart. Um, Stokeworth, with how Stokeworth and and Brawn about the deaths of the sisters and the order and and whether or not um, Lawless would inherit, um, you know, based on if if somebody died first, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it it uh, I the, the real rule is there is no rule. No one knows like. <laughs> For some reason, the phrase seemed to pass over their women and in inheritance completely while you know the starks do not, and things like that so and then there's these issues of is the you know that person may be the heir, but they're not of age yet, so would it really be smart to put the entire kingdom in the hands of a child when you need a strong leader to be to be ruling so that's the other thing, like did Ares disinherit Aegon because he had a feud with Rhaegar or did he disinherit Aegon because, you know, you can't have the kingdom be in the hands of a baby, you know, so.
0: Well, this is kind of the point that Jaehaerys tries to make because it's noted that he didn't make this decision lately. He did right. speak with the small council and everyone agreed that it'd be better to let the older, more experienced uh, Balon take over than a younger girl, Rhaenys. But of course, this decision to pass Rhaenys came at a cost. Her husband, um, I'm probably butchering his name, it's uh for, for, I always say Corleris. Oh, I say Corleese. Corleese, thank you. Corleese Valerian. Doesn't,
1: it, it, again, doesn't matter. There's there's no correct pronunciation.
0: No, no. I the the Y S always fucks me. It, it's either oh, it does, is it does, or
1: ease. People laugh at my pronunciation of Varis. I I Varys. laugh at your pronunciation <laughs> right. of Varis. But here, here, you know, and and I think George says Varys. Um but it, you know, George well, also that's even says worse. Right. I think George says Dothraki. I mean, like that, that's like, worse, right? Dothraki is is ridiculous because like we actually have in our world like an I ending for like Middle Eastern, um, like in Arabic, an I is it means you're from someplace. So like you know if you want to say I'm American, I'd say Ana Americani or I Ana Ameriki, mm. and so like that. So like this is why we say Iraqi, Irani, you know, Omani, Jordani you know, like, well, I guess people say Jordanian, but like Omani and such, you know, Yemeni, it, you know, that's the ending. The I ending means a person of that place in Arabic. And so when you see like I on the end of Dothraki, you're just like, oh, it's like, it's like Arabic Dothraki. But for some reason, George says Dothraki. Like, <laughs> like I, no. You know what it is? The show
0: fucked me up to with its pronunciations, because some characters called uh, some of the ys characters is and ease you know like corollaris right. or clary's
1: right so, so whatever the case is um so, i'm so sorry to the audience we branch wh- off like this I all know. the time i'm so, so sorry <laughs> Rainey rainy's the queen who never was pretty Queens.
0: much her husband was uh Corlaris valerian he resigns his position on the small council as the grand admiral and good queen Alicent is furious that jaharis once again <clears throat> being kind of sexist here towards his own family. And it's a decision that leads them to being like apart for the next two years, but they would later
1: reconcile. So if if you go through all of Targaryen history, I'm going to bring up three. There are three women that are treated very unfairly. And my only explanation for why they're treated so unfairly is that they must be super, super special with their dragon riding abilities or something. The first is Dreamfire Rhaena. The third is Rhaenyra. But the second is Rhaenys, the queen who never was. Um, She should have been, she should have inherited. Uh, Her children should have inherited. And, you know, her children, she and her children get the shaft in history. Um, But interestingly, you know, people like Daemon Targaryen and the Rogue Prince are interested in her line. And Renira is, you know, and, and things like this. Well, Renira is forced to marry the the gay son of of uh, the Rainis, the queen who never was. But you know, I, I think that the you know, if I'm going Maester conspiracy, they think something's up with with that line, and they don't want anything to do it. They don't want any Maester like, conspiracy,
0: or was it the faith? I remember you. I think it's her. both. Both. I think it's.
1: I think I do think it's both. I think there's evidence of both. I think it's a it's a more of a, a old town, um, conspiracy of high tower faith and maesters together, but uh, I think, I think that it's some sort of old town like way of thinking or, or uh, of high tower connection because the high towers have power in the faith and the high towers have power in in the citadel, so, you know they, they can push it both ways but this this will come this actually comes pretty quick here because um uh so around this time there's a lot of change considering that that Jaehaerys is Reynus for so long all of a sudden people start dying and stuff starts changing over like all at once so the Grand Maester dies um Queen Alisane dies in 100 of a wasting sickness which I brought up about like the wasting sickness of, of Willem Derry is suspicious. Um, You know, there's, there's, um, they, they speak of this great tourney in 98 with so many dragons being there, which makes people think that they started worrying um, Mm. that all these, all these dragons started appearing. Keep in mind that Rhaenyra is born in 97, one year before that tourney. And I do wonder if with the birth of Rhaenyra, who is probably the most special woman in the history of of Westeros, other than Daenerys, um, I wonder if she started causing the drag the dragon eggs to hatch. Um, but, so there's a lot to, you know, Rhaenyra's, everybody starts dying. Rhaenyra, born in 97, this huge tourney, and everyone remarks about how many dragons there are. And then, you know, there's this issue of succession, and everyone's like, no, things can't go to, Things can't go to the line of Rainis, the queen who never was. That's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, eventually we get to a, a great council. And who is the person who actually figures out, who actually convinces um, Jaheris to have a great council? It's uh, his son, Maester Vagon. Archmaester Vagon. Archmaester Vagon. Vagon.
0: And lest we forget, there's another contender for the throne, kinda... Uh, Jaehaerys' son, Vagon, who was more interested in books than in ruling, and he's become Archmaester of the Citadel and is summoned to King's Landing. Now, we don't know if Jeharis summoned him to just ask for his advice or offer him at the throne, but we do know that it was suggested a great council take place to right. decide the whole matter, considering that both of Jaehaerys' sons, Aemon and Balon, are gone at this point, and both have children, and some of them have their own children, so... Now, there's,
1: there's one thing I'd like to t- say about this great council, is... So normally with with something like democracy in our in our culture, we're not sure of the result. You know, no one was 100 percent sure um, whether it was going to be Biden or Trump. Um, Sometimes there's polling, sometimes there's hints. But so when we when we hear about democracy, like like the Great Council, we think, oh, this sounds really fair. You know, everybody's coming in to vote. But if you actually read, the decision was never really in doubt, like, Everyone knew that if if you give all of the Westerosi lords a vote, they're gonna vote for Viserys because of of the male voting line, and and they're gonna overlook Rhaenys and Lenor Velaryon. Like, so when when Vagon recommends a Great Council, he's not really recommending a Great Council. He's recommending Viserys. Mm. Um, so the, the, you know. It's one of these things like the Great Council was not this you know, it, w- it was it was a foregone conclusion. We knew like everyone knows it's going to be Viserys if you call a Great Council. It, it, it's something they call uh, two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Like it's democracy, but it's not really fair, is it? You know, <laughs> like.
0: I find it funny how Calaerys Valerion tries to sway some of the lords at the meeting with his wealth, but ultimately everyone just votes against him anyways for Viserys, mm-hmm. which I guess shows tradition is stronger than gold, especially when women are involved.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's clear parallel to to Euron, but it doesn't work with Corlys like it, like it does with Euron, you know. But, I mean, it's just the whole fun—you're you're talking about, like, the, the entire fundamental— practice of feudalism in which their entire society is built on and you want to uproot it by like, you know, going, choosing, choosing a woman, a woman or through the, the woman's line, like they, they weren't going to take that. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it was ridiculous. Um, they, they, they did spend a lot of pages. George did spend a lot of pages talking about like Coralise's travels and such. Um, and there's one other little tangent that I forgot that I wanted to mention briefly in my notes here was uh Ryan Redwine. So this is this was one of you know how we talk about how like sometimes when we're reading Fire and Blood, there's like a checklist kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. oh, we needed to mention that. So Ryan Redwine, for some reason they mentioned that he was hand, and he was hand very briefly, and he was considered one of the worst hands ever. And they had to include that he was he was one of the worst hands and that he was but We don't know what he did like this. This was actually a really kind of like overlooked thing. He had to shove it in there because it's been mentioned, but he never mentioned what like why Rhyme Redwine was a bad hand. No info at all. It was just like, uh, I, I have to put in this little fact. Oh, well.
0: I kind of remember Ryan um, being mentioned a few times throughout the third book, but was he mentioned in the others as well? I don't really recall.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just a random thing people say like, oh, he was a great knight, but he was one of the worst hands. And it's just a, it's like a one-off line um, that, that that somebody says at some point. And it's, it's silly because like no background on anything, on like why, like why he would he was a bad hand, and we get we get no. I, I think Davos says it once. Um, he says, he says Sir Rhyme Redwine was the greatest knight of his day and one of the worst hands to ever serve a king. That's it.
0: I wonder if George has like assistants who like know his books inside and out. And they read this, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, you forgot to add like just add this in here, just you know, just to tie it back to the main series." And George is like, "That's right, thank you for reminding me." Uh, I wonder if he has those guys, but um, no. So <laughs> the Great Council convenes. All the great and lesser lesser lords of Westeros are, were welcome, as well yeah. as were the Maesters and you know even representatives from the Faith. So there's your uh, your grand conspiracy there because they're involved now. Yes, and of course this turned into an insane get together, and I kind of love chaos like this. More than a thousand lords show up, each with their own posse of people. It's, and it's... just
1: like the end of season eight. When <laughs> <or> they <laughs> call the great council, it's pretty much exactly like the end of season eight. Yeah,
0: it's it's noted that House Lannister showed up with three hundred men. Well, House Tyrell oh. just to outdo them showed up with five hundred people, and it got so ridiculous that there were still people showing up even after everything was said and done. And it took them about half a year to just assemble almost everyone who wanted to come. Yeah. And this this is such and a big they thing. Vote, they all
1: voted for Bran the Broken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a big thing that even the Ironborn showed up. And funny <laughs> enough, Jahari's estranged daughter, Sarah, who fled to Essos and built a, a sex workers empire, kind of, yeah. had a strong claim, but she decided not to press it. But instead, her three bastard sons came to the meeting instead. Uh, and they convened everybody for 13 days until two people were the only choices left, Viserys, and, uh, son of Balon, and Laenor, son of Rhaenys. But in the end, they voted to have Viserys as the heir to the Iron Throne by an overwhelming amount. Um, unfortunately, Rhaenys and uh, her party, they stormed the capital and uh, chanted stop the steps. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um,
1: and everyone was expecting Q... Everyone is expecting them to, <laughs> to, to like arrest the pedophile ring, and then it just didn't it just didn't happen. I didn't. President, it's a part
0: of the plan. Stop. We
1: just it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> oh.
0: you, 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 hey, I'm still waiting for Mexico to pay for that wall. Yes. But um, <laughs> and with the great council convened, it wouldn't be long before the old king passes away, and Viserys the would be crowned. Now, Gildane tells us that his reign was considered the apex of Targaryen power. Not only Mm. were there many Targaryen family members just out and about, many of whom were married off to form powerful alliances, but there were more dragons about than ever before, as well as new eggs being produced, though not all the eggs ended up hatching, but it did become a new tradition to put them in the crib with newborn children.
1: Now, now, um, I'd also like to point out a, a very important thing about the um the uh the the dispute between Lenor Velaryon and and Viserys Targaryen. Um keep in mind and, and it's funny because the proof here they use is twisted. They're like, oh well, you know, Viserys had ridden Baylor the uh Balerion the Black Dread. But and but Laenor has a dragon but he's still young. And they're like, and he's like, oh well that's that's like evidence because, you know, Balerion the Black Dread is a bigger dragon and therefore Viserys like, would have more like, like uh, a right to the throne. It's one of the dumbest pieces of logic. Like, it's very twisted. Like, you look at it the other way and you go, one but somebody has a dragon and the other guy doesn't. Viserys' dragon is dead. Balerion the Black Dread dies in, what, 90... This is why I say, like, it's very suspicious because, like... Valerian the Black Dread dies um, in, I believe, 94? 94? You know? And so, yeah, he dies in 94. So we're talking about the choosing between a king who has a dragon and a king who doesn't. Viserion, I mean, Viserys does not have a dragon. And they chose him. Not the line... Of, of Rhaenys the 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 uh the queen who never was who does ride a dragon or Lenor who rides a dragon whose sister Lena rides a dragon i mean who's t- you know they this is a whole dragon riding like crew that they shafted and they gave it to the dragonless dude and he never um,
0: picks up another dragon ever again like he never rides never, another one ever again never
1: rides never rides another dragon again yeah
0: see See, at first... (laughs) See, now it's starting to make sense because at first... At first, I could kind of <laughs> see where you were coming from with this, but now it's starting to sound a lot more convincing when you when you start to realize these guys are part of, like, they're usually a part of or involved in almost every major decision, mm-hmm. and are usually, like, loitering around all these important figures, and nobody bats an eye to it, especially when they bring up, like, certain ideas, It's just kind of whatever. And it kind of reminds me of Littlefinger, in a way, because nobody sees him as a threat, and he's, like, everyone's friend, and because of that, he can just suggest things here and there and lead people where he wants them to go. It's just a small little push.
1: Like I say, you know, it's, it's, the decision was never really in doubt. The, the, the great council's idea was a maester's idea. It was Archmaester Vagans, who was a bookish guy, you know, who, you know, what kind of weird conspiracies and prophecies he's reading. And in the end, you know, he's essentially saying like, oh, should we, what should we do? We should give it, we should give the kingship to a guy who has no dragon. Oh, okay
0: you know. you're making it sound like the faith and by some part the masters they're like the secret villains of the story they're like the palpatine from the sequel trilogy <laughs> yes like like you think it's kylo and snoke who's the bad guy no 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 no. it's actually like palpatine all yeah. along
1: i mean gra- granted you know it's you know I, I do wonder how much confirmation bias i have when i go through this but it's it's this is like the Rogue Prince is probably the most suspicious, of of all of the the places where you can find Maesters. Like even when you get into the dance, I can make arguments in the dance that the Maesters were doing some funny stuff, especially at Storm's End. But like this is really kind of the clearest stuff where you're like, oh god, like there's there's and actually especially when they when they when they well later on when they choose Rhaenyra over Daemon Targaryen. And then choose Aegon over Rhaenyra after changing their mind. Like it just gets to the point where you're like, oh my God, like you guys are assholes. Like it's so obvious. (laughs) It's so obvious. Oh. Oh, it's well established with the Council of 101, except if Daemon Targaryen is going to be the heir. No, no, no. Then it's Rhaenyra. And then, oh, High Towers. you have a son? Aegon Targaryen? Okay. I guess it's him. Council of 101 back again. <laughs> they're, they're just, oh, God. Yeah,
0: like I said, you're not wrong in asking these questions. That maybe the Maesters and Septons have their own little agenda, because what every almost every yeah. lord in Westeros is tutored by them, and you know, uh, they're there for most of their lives. And I find it funny that only a very yeah. few people kind of question the Maesters' and motives, followers,
1: and their followers of the Faith of the Seven, things like that. Keep in mind that like, who are the people that? <clears throat> it's all suspicious. Who are the people that actually supported Leonor? It's actually the Starks. The Starks, the Blackwoods, right, followers of the the old gods, people that don't have septins at their ears.
0: Well, you also have some people from uh, the um, what is it, the Crab Isles, the, the Bay of Crabs, some somewhere. Yeah, like but that. I think I
1: think they like worship the Great Crab or something. I don't, I'm not sure if they're they're. <laughs> <laughs> we worship the hawk. Um, but you know, they're they're heavily the the Celtigars are heavily connected with the Targaryens. Right, I mean, right. With, with the um with the Valarians and such. That that kind of um and then the Barathians uh as well, like because of their they have have different Targaryen connections. So they, they have different uh loyalties. But you know, at this point we know nothing of why House Blackwood or House Stark would be supporting the Blacks in this in this situation, um, or the Proto Blacks. Uh, these are these are the houses that ev- the Valerian factions are eventually going to become. The Blacks.
0: So the next bit here are mainly about Viserys, what kind of king he was, and uh, how Rhaenyra, his darling princess, and you know her, his brother Daemon, uh somewhat of a dashing rogue, going around and and having adventures. And you were saying how this. Like the second half of this chapter is all the rogue prints.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the, the second half was written you know, years before the first half. And so you'll see you'll see a tonal shift. but um, yeah, this is all the all the the rogue prints that might be that might be getting folded into the new the new show. you know? If-
0: well, I hope so because there's a lot here. and just like with the whole Jaharis bit now and, Al- and Good Queen Alissain, There's so many new Cargarians being born Mm -hmm. left and right, left and right, and all this, like, scandal happening. I loved it. And I got to say, there's a lot of testimonies of, like, what happened, a lot of conflicting reports. Hopefully, if the show decides to, like, do every single thing we've just read, um, they go with Mushroom's testimony of what
1: happened. (laughs) Because
0: his version of events are more like, yo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they probably will. Um, it is it is really confusing for people the first time reading it because I, I, it's been years. So I've read Rogue Prince a few times. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of events, but then you also have the events from, from different perspectives and then there's perhaps the true perspective that you have to puzzle out of, of, of what really happened. But it's a lot. And, and for someone who's reading it, it just seems like random events like, well, then uh, Daemon, Tar- Daemon Targaryen wanted a, a divorce from his wife and then Daemon Targaryen, uh, you know, got this mistress from Lyce. And then Daemon Targaryen, you know, and all these little things. Um, each of them, I could talk forever about, actually. But uh, well, before we uh, continue on, I have to
0: ask you because I'm actually not that familiar with the Rogue Prince story. Mm-hmm. This is not like a big book. Uh, is, is this is a? I looked it up. It said it's a novella.
1: Right. So years ago, in there was a a, a short story um compilation called Rogues. And um, there was a previous one called called Dangerous Women, in which uh, the Princess and the Queen, which was released in which we're going to get into next when we get to Dance of the Dragons. So he released one in uh, a collection called Rogues, called The Rogue Prince, which which deals with this the the lead up to the dance. Mm. Yeah, so um, you know it's been out it's been out in the ether for a while. Uh, it was apparently. I don't know. It's it's funny because at the, at the time they're like, oh, these were cut down. But then when they actually like when Fire and Blood came out, they they they, they didn't seem to be cut down that much. So <laughs> I don't know what was what was the the story. But um, nonetheless, you know, here here it is. Uh,
0: the Rogue Prince. I'm not too familiar with like Duncan Egg. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few other minor stories here and there, sure. But you're like. This is a whole. Hold on, me. I want to see what this yeah. looks like. The Rogues' uh, Song of Ice and Fire collection, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bunch of short stories, and the Rogue Prince is just one of them. Um, I see it here. Yeah, it's a, you know collective authors. This is this is the George R. R. Martin was trying to throw bone to his to his friends, and so they'll do a collection, and then he'll throw something in that he knows that like Ice and Fire fans are gonna buy the book for that, and then everybody else like. Gets their stories sold, as well. Along mm. with mm, okay, because you're always like buying these random
0: like. Didn't you recently buy the uh, Daenerys um uh, a short story that came in a magazine?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. from years ago. But yeah, it, but that was back when you know he was a, he was a nobody. You know this 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 he released. You know. At the height of his popularity, and so he uh,
0: now he has powers to, to like like he has right selling you know, power. It, it's, yeah.
1: it's like how his blog is constantly about you know peddling wild cards and and his friends' stuff. You know he likes to try to share the share the wealth um, with his buddies. Um, so the Rogue Prince, I mean, I, I can summarize it if uh, uh, more or less because it starts getting confusing, but for the most part. Um, there is more, because Viserys doesn't really do that much as, as ruler. They kind of shift the focus to Damon and Rhaenyra. Um, and so if we kind of remember that uh, Rhaenys, the queen, the queen who never was, was shafted. And then they'd, they'd had the Council of 101, and her son is shafted, um, and the, 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 the kingship is given to Viserys. And so Viserys is going along and uh, he doesn't have any male heirs. And so, and his wife um, is an Aaron and she is sickly and, she, you know, she eventually dies. And Rhaenyra is the only one, their daughter is the only one that, that uh, survives. And so the Council of 101 had established that all, that the male, no matter what, uh, when when it comes to kingship, that all women are out until all of the males are exhausted. Mm. Well, the problem is, is that everyone seems to hate Daemon Targaryen, the rogue prince, uh, Viserys' brother. It's not really explained why he's that bad. Um,
0: he's just a troublemaker from what I gather here. Right. Um, And there is somewhat of a reason that we're given in the book. Essentially, uh, when Viserys' wife dies during childbirth and their infant infant son along with her, uh, Daemon Targaryen makes a joke about it at a brothel, and the king hears about it, and this is one of the the deciding factors for him to declare his daughter Rhaenyra the official heir to the Iron Throne. Right,
1: which sounds like a big bullshit story. Like, how is he hearing about hearsay at a brothel?
0: Um, supposedly, they also go into details this as well. Supposedly, one of uh, either Damon's uh, Lyseni mistress tells the king, or one of the gold cloaks with Damon tells th- him to advance his station. But there's
1: also there's also a causation problem because his comment was heir for a day, meaning that like he thought that that he thought he was heir until Rhaenyra was born, or or, or he he thought he was heir and then wasn't. And then he's angry after the fact. He's already been not made heir, and then he gets kicked out. So, like, you know, they, they never really explain why Damon is 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 so bad. And, and um, whatever the case is, after he uh, after he gets you know declared not heir, he decides to cause trouble and goes and starts making war in the Stepstones because uh, the the free cities and Dorne are going to war. A bunch with with Valantis and and the Stepstones are this prize that they keep fighting over. So Daemon Targaryen goes goes down there and decides that he's gonna become king of the Stepstones, um, which, which
0: he eventually just like lets it go. Like he doesn't care about yeah. it anymore. He gets bored it's somewhat, of it.
1: There, there's a somewhat mirror to the the pirate. There's a pirate king that appears at the end of the da- a Dance with Dragons that also is declaring himself the king of the, the Stepstones. It's, a, it's a, a callback. But whatever the case, um, he does that for a while, and, it, and he, he gets this mistress, um, the white worm, uh, from Lice, and he tries to give her a dragon egg. But um, that
0: pisses off uh, his brother, the king. Right. Uh, to which he had he orders him uh, to send her away. And when she's going off to Lease, she die. Uh, her son, die- her child, dies uh, from miscarriage on the way there, and that pisses off uh, right. Damon.
1: And so, so all of these things that you start looking at Damon's actions, and you start looking at, say, the the maester, uh, the high, the um, the high tower septons, maester town conspiracy. And you say, okay, um, when it comes to succession, they—it's very clear that they didn't want Rhaenys, the queen who never was, his line, and so they, you know, and so Lenor is is shafted, and Lena is his sister, and then Rhaenyra is chosen temporarily over uh, Daemon Targaryen, but later on we know that. The High Towers come in, and um, Viserys marries again to to uh, the High Tower uh, girl, Alicent. And Alicent, and they have Aegon, um, Aegon the Second. And then, the you know the the succession is switched from Rhaenyra to Aegon, and so. But if you so you can kind of see that, you know they're go you know the. They're against certain parties having it, but strangely, all the shafted parties start kind of getting together. You know, Damon marries Lena, and Damon is trying to fool around with Rhaenyra, you know, and eventually marries Rhaenyra. But so the the you know, it's funny that you know Damon is going for this is trying to have children with the exact people that. the Old Town forces are trying not to have be the rulers, uh, which is which I think is kind of interesting that that I think that it, in my opinion, Damon knew something was up, that these lineages are, were important and that he wanted to ma- he wanted to make a child with them. Um, I think that's why, he, you know, he was trying to have a dragon hatcher with with uh, the, the white worm, try to produce an, a, a dragon um, or at least he's trying to get close to people that have dragons because maybe he thinks war is coming, you know, so because Rhaenyra is a dragon rider. Lena is a dragon rider. Her brother, Lenor is a dragon rider. Um, Rhaenyra's children all end up becoming dragon riders. Um, and when the dance does start, like the big thing that Rhaenys, the queen that never, never was, says is we've got a hell of a lot more dragons than they do. And that's all that's important. And it's true. That is all that's important, you know.
0: Yes. Well, I could still. you want me to continue the summary for this chapter? Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Even after marrying Alicent Hightower and having new male heirs, uh, Viserys still does not change his decision on having Rhaenyra inheriting the throne, going as far as replacing Odo Hightower as Hand. Around this time, Daemon Targaryen is just going around having all these kinds of adventures on the Stepstones, like you said, joining forces with Calerys Valerion and taking the Stepstones from the Three Sisters Alliance of the Free Cities. Um, because of Viserys' refusal to name any male heirs, Tension grows between his wa- his wife and his daughter, and during a tournament, both women would wear lavish gowns that would later reflect their signs in the coming Dance of Dragons. Where Alicent wore a green gown, Rhaenyra wore a black and red one as the Targaryen colors. It would soon become commonplace to refer to each side's party as the greens or the blacks. Yeah. In the same tourney, Daemon would return from playing war and swear fealty to his king brother, but this wouldn't last. Supposedly there are conflicting reports of why Damon was sent away again. Either he seduced his niece, Rhaenyra, or seduced her but in a dirtier way cuz mm. uh, cuz apparently like the story was that um he seduced her first, and then the other story was that he didn't really seduce her, he just taught her sexual things to so she would learn them and try to seduce Christian Cole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so regardless he still seduced her but anyways um despite all this laenor valerian is chosen as rhaenyra's husband while daemon marries laenor's sister lena
1: and of course laenor is gay so like you know the world the dragon the dragon population has boomed with the birth of rhaenyra rhaenyra is the most powerful woman ever unless you count like now Daenerys, but Rhaenyra, is mm-hmm. special. Rhaenira's super, super special. She's born, dragon population booms, and all of a sudden, no one wants her to be, to be, you know, having any any children. So they they force her to marry a gay guy, and <laughs> of course, like, you know, she's got her own plans. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, she does have kids, but uh, it's 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 pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing how. When you read when you read it with the with the from Rhaenyra's perspective, like it does seem like everybody's against her. You know, it's hard to believe that there's not a conspiracy against Rhaenyra, considering how badly they tra- they treated her.
0: Um, well, the funny thing is is like reading this whole thing. There's a lot of extra fluff that's not really necessary, but in a sense, in hindsight, I guess this all is necessary for. Um, the TV show because Rhaenyra's whole situation she at first she's infatuated with her uh, uncle Damon and then Christian Cole's her lover kind of we don't really know that's mm. and then we see that Harwin Strong is but if you remember
1: if you remember Christian Cole's whole thing is for him to he wants he wants Rhaenyra to run away with him to the free cities According to one of the testimonies, another right. testimony from mushrooms. But that's it's. That, but it's another. It's another way to just get Rhaenyra out of there, right? Mm, sure. I mean, that's the thing. Is like every move that they make is like to try to stop Rhaenyra. Like Christ married her to a gay guy. Give her a romantic interest that wants to run away from her and leave Westeros. Like everything they do is just like, ah, like. It's just to stop Rhaenyra from birthing special kids, you know?
0: You could also argue that her story is not too unique, kinda. I mean, you kinda get the same thing with Dreamfire Reyna, where she yeah. married a gay guy and she's always shafted on the succession line and all that. Absolutely, Right, so this could also be George just somewhat repeating himself.
1: Right, and they specifically say, oh, Daemon Targaryen's gonna be another Maegor the Cruel. And you're like, well, what do you mean by that? Like in the sense that he wants to he wants to marry special dragon riding, uh, (laughs) dragon hatching women, you know, Um, you know. Yeah, it's probably, you know, maybe.
0: (laughs) Well, also at this time, there is a tension between Alicent and Rhaenyra that reaches an all-time high when their children fight, and in the process, Eamon Targaryen loses an eye. Uh, king mm. Viserys steps in and tries to put a stop to this feud once and for all. He sends Harwin Strong, the rumored father of Rhaenyra's children, back to Harrenhal, where he and his father die in a fire. Some suspect Daemon for this, trying to kill off Rhaenyra's lover. Other believe that the king himself ordered it for fear that Harwin would reveal that he is the father. The one thing I, I really enjoy here about, you know, Harwin Strong and, and Rainier mm. is that despite the fact that her children clearly are his, uh, they're still Dragon Right. Writers. I mean, they're
1: either they're either his or, or Kristen Cole's, but like, um I mean they're clearly not Lenor's, right? clearly, <laughs> like, yes. <you> know? <laughs> like, but um,
0: um yeah, so Despite that, um, the chapter comes to a close, somewhat, where Daemon's wife, Lena dies during childbirth, and he and Rhaenyra marry in secret on Dragonstone, which pisses everyone off. And even so, Viserys tries to keep the peace between everyone until his death in 129 AC. Um, A few notes from the chapter. Uh, Allison's father, Odo Hightower, disliked Daemon Targaryen and had him Mm -hmm. removed from a small council. Uh, Christian Cole in this chapter is inducted into the King's Guard, and is notable that he has defeated Daemon Targaryen in combat before. Uh, court Jester Mushroom, the uh, the the little person, is regarded as feeble minded, but this was somewhat of a ruse, as he later has his experience at court documented in detail. Yeah. Uh, King's Landing city King's Landing's city watch becomes known as the Goat Cloaks when Daemon Targaryen took over it. <clears throat> uh, this is actually
1: one thing. When, by, by going back to Mushroom um everybody thinks moon boy is an idiot but then a lot of people like question oh is, is moon boy smarter than than we than we think um moon boy is just one of those characters that's always been in the background of the entire story and we're not sure if like there's more to moon boy or not but he's just he's just there i would like <laughs> a
0: testimony of moon boy like and everything's said and done i'd yeah. like a testimony of moon boy <laughs> to see what really happened you know
1: yeah exactly
0: Uh, Johanna Swan is sold off to a pleasure house in lease, but soon became its ruler in all but name as time went on. Uh, this just, I, I, I took note of this because this, I feel as though George had another random story he wanted to really write in there, but luckily for us, he decided not to put it in because you know how he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some weirdness with how Swan, um, when we come to the dance of the dragons, uh, and, and I do wonder you know, what, what her purpose is with that, with that story. Um, there's just some issues on which side the swans are on, but uh, um, it, it, which gets brought up in a, in a dance with dragons with Tyrion, but the, um, but um, uh, one interesting thing that, uh, had, did you finish the, uh, the summary? Cause there's one, there's one interesting thing I wanted to, to mention way back at the beginning, actually.
0: Um, I just took, the just minor notes. Adorn joins the Free City Alliance in their mm-hmm. war against Daemon on the Stepstones. There are conflicting reports of Rhaenyra's lovers and how it went about. Mushroom yeah. reports Christian Cole rejected her, despite Rhaenyra's charms, and instead she slept with Harwin Strong that night. Another claims that Christian Cole wanted to marry her in Essos, away from the throne's reach. Uh, according to Mushroom, Daemon Targaryen supposedly paid one of Laenor Valerian's companions to stab and kill and stab Laenor and then kill that man later on to make Rhaenyra a widow so he could marry her. Um, and Alicent's son Aegon is known as Aegon the Elder, while Rhaenyra's son Aegon is known as the Younger.
1: Yeah. the um, Or Aegon the Second and Aegon III. the Third. Um, the the So if we rewind... So I I am I am of course like you know super um conspiracy oriented on this time. What? Know. Really? Um, Q and all the way on on, on this on this <laughs> But so if you remember way back when Jaheris died, okay? Now, now I, I think all of this is focused around the high towers. Um, the high towers are, are are pulling the strings here. The high towers have all the control in Old Town. The Council of One Hundred One was was Archmaester Vagon's idea. Um, everything is getting pushed into motion through the high towers. They they bring Alicent over because they know that they want to you know cram Alicent down to down Viserys's throat. They know that the the, the Council 101 is going to lead to Viserys being king. Um, he's a widow at this point, uh, I think, yeah. So, you know, they want Alicent to start seduced, you know, in there to try to marry Viserys. Alicent is first there under the pretext of taking care of old King Jaehaerys. And she supposedly, Jaehaerys dies with her reading him Unnatural History by, by Septon Barth. Now... It's it's very interesting kind of kind of uh thing. Now, the implication is that, oh, Jaharis wanted to hear the words of that book. Mm. But we know from the Ariana chapters in A Feast for Crows that Unnatural Histories is boring. It's a horrible book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no one's gonna be comforted by the reading of that book. Um it's 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 uh just really straightforward like like sciency boring crap like um so i wonder if alicent was the one reading that book that she wanted to read the book not that Jaehaerys wanted to hear the book you alicent wanted to read the book and that's, that's the funny thing is cuz we hear that and we're like oh it must have been jaharris's choice to listen to that book no well he's dying he doesn't have much control over anything Alicent is the one who has power over what book is going to be read and so I'm saying that she wanted to read that book and learn more about dragons because House Hightower wants to learn about dragons because this is their whole conspiracy you know how to how to how to birth them how to kill them all of that so
0: so the end game here between the High Towers, the uh, faith and by some part the maesters is that they would have the high towers at you know the seat of power and keep them there over the Targaryens.
1: Yes. I mean we aren't really sure what exactly the prophecies that people are reading uh, in Old Town are. We know that the High Tower, the the current High Tower is obsessed with prophecy and has been reading them. Um, but we don't know if the High Tower has been doing this for generations. What, what we kind of know is that, you know, after the dance, the dragons mysteriously die. And, and we also know is that Marwyn believes that, uh, that the maesters did it. And we also know that um, there is a suspicion from Lady Dustin that the maesters caused the Southern Ambition plan to eject the Targaryens. So that it wasn't just getting rid of dragons; it was getting rid of Targaryens. So this is, you know, and so when we go all the way, you know, back into this, who controls the Maesters? If the Maesters have this plan, while well, the High Towers are the ones that really control the Maesters, and so the High Towers are, are just getting, and the High Towers are at this are the, the the key players at this like pivotal moment right before all the dragons die. So we'll. um so that's what that's what that's why I'm, you know, so conspiracy oriented on this.
0: What can I say? I mean, you make some convincing. <laughs> arguments. <laughs> I've convinced
1: one person at least.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you've convinced thousands, Preston. But uh, this chapter, um, interesting. It, it, it gives us a sad end to Jaharis and mm. an interesting beginning into the dance. There's a lot here to pull from. And once again, this is what they're going to make the television show about. And I wonder if they're going to start at the very beginning here. Um, I wonder if we're going to have the season start half at where Viserys dies and then the end of season one is where the dance begins.
1: I, I think it's most interesting to, to read through it and ignore all the salacious stuff um, and just view it as like, well, wait a minute, why politically is this person you know aligning themselves or why why did they really leave you know why would Viserys be so angry at his brother over that you know what what, what's the real reason um one thing i never figured out was daemon's interaction with the stepstones and dorne and um the three sisters or any of that you know, the, the, George always makes these joke or he always makes these comments in the books about how none of the characters understand the the wars between Mir, Lysen and and um, and, Tyrosh. and I don't either. Like I've, I've looked at them and I'm just like, <laughs> ah. I always thought that maybe there's some sort of secret um, secret shifts in who supports Daenerys and that they're totally in on the on the, on that plot, um, but it's confusing you know like it doesn't it doesn't really make sense you know when you when you listen to the when you list them out the they like they, they, they start with um i think uh tyros and and tyros and mir are going to war with lice and then all of a sudden lice and mir are going to war with or lice and tyros are going to war with mir and no one under you know how this switch happened who knows but um yeah why why these you know the the three sisters wanted to attack Volantis and then take on the Stepstones, and it's not really explained. Just that somehow Daemon Targaryen and and Corlys Velaryon got in the middle of it for some reason. The book states
0: that they mainly took it over for uh, the uh, the taxes. You know, every ship that has to go mm-hmm. through, it's a bustling, you know, location where ships go through all the time. Every time Calerius Valerion went went on his nine voyages, he essentially had to come back through that way a lot of the times. So the taxes were ridiculous, and that's one of the reasons he went to war in the Stepstones. As for uh, Damon Targaryen, it, it just seems like the character has this fire in him that he just can't sit still. You know, mm-hmm. he has to be out there fighting, doing something, walking about, getting fucked up, and yeah, I mean, and it's doing presented.
1: Stuff. It's presented in the same way of Oberyn's adventures. Yes, you know, like that Oberyn had nothing to do with himself. He was exiled, so he decided to just start. He decided to go to war. You know, by joining joining sellsword companies in the in the free cities. It's it's presented that way, just to just to frickin kill time. Isn't that um, isn't that what we said
0: of? Uh, we uh we did a video last time where you did not like the casting for Damon Targaryen, and I think mm. we both agreed that Damon Targaryen is essentially as good looking as Jamie, but with Oberyn's, like, you know, passion yeah. and fire. Absolutely. Right. And you didn't like the casting for Damon Targaryen. Right.
1: I just yeah. I just don't Sorry, Matt Smith. Matt uh, Smith, I was gonna look it he's up. He's been yeah. selling me he's been sending me death threats constantly. Oh, he's has like, he? You better you better <laughs> shut up. You know, or I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time and make it so you never were born. And yeah.
0: Viserys himself was not really a bad king, but he just didn't want to deal with the bullshit. He didn't want to deal with his brother's crap. And he, at one he point, he seems
1: very much a pushover to the to the high t- to the uh, the old town powers. You know, well, um, he, he's
0: more about laying low and just relaxing and doing things his own way. I think this is one of the kings that had have the most feasts and tor- tourneys and balls, like. Every other every other page is like a new tourney.
1: He's supposed to be like Robert, right? Like mm-hmm. he's supposed to be in a sense. You know, he's supposed to be this horrible, th- this king that let everybody else rule in his stead. You know, the whole Robert thing is like, well, really, John Aaron is running the is running the show, and not Robert. Robert and Littlefinger is is secretly stealing all this money, and Varys is doing all this secret stuff behind the scenes, and. You know, Robert did nothing but care about when the next, um, tourney is. You know, that's how they're, they're they're trying to betray the series. You know, everything everything that George writes is some sort of like mirror of of something that happens in the in the, the the main story. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh overall, the chapter was 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 all right. It was a nice start um, to how uh, it, it did a nice job laying out what what's gonna go on in the dance of Dragons. and the next chapter, um, I don't know how many pages that'll be, but'm I'm, I'm sure
1: it's a lot of it's a lot of setup. I will say that it's a lot of setup for the dance mm-hmm. which is funny considering that they, they were released in in the other order. It was the dance first and then the rogue Prince. Um, and so the, you know. It establishes all of these like tensions that are then all exploded. But it's um you know, it's kind of it's kind of released backwards really.
0: Well, we're a little halfway over uh finished with the book. Um <laughs> 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 We we are. Uh, I believe this is, what, page 392, 391, 393, around there, and the book itself has 721. A lot of those pages you can just brush off uh, as, like, you know, just random filler. But uh, we're, yes, we're a little over the halfway point, and it's taking us, fuck, when was this book released? 2019? 20, no, 2018? Late 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's our fault because we just the well, other I mean, shit you know, that pops we got, up. We got
1: distracted, but you know now by we're raised now by we're...
0: wolves and Mando and Picard we're, and
1: well, we we will we'll see how the dance goes. Maybe it'll go. Maybe it'll go fast. No, it won't. <laughs> 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 we fucked. No, it won't go
0: fast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God, we'll I just see. hope he doesn't like give us some like random like. like he loves to talk about like women and their
1: well, there like, there's a lot of these little things in there like. Well I mean the same with the rogue prince here. I I could take any of these issues and, and and talk about them for for a long time. But it's the same with the dance. Like there are some little things like here and there like like who was um blood and cheese and things like that like you know these random little stories that come out of nowhere that you can talk about forever. Some of them That's are interesting, a, like like yeah. once
0: again, I, I always call back to like the sex worker during Jahari's youth, which was ridiculous. But some of them are interesting, like um uh, Lisa Farman's journey uh, mm-hmm. west of Westeros, like that was cool. I like that. Because once... he was
1: he was just writing stream of consciousness. Like I say, he needed to put out a book, and so he's like, I've got, I've got. He put know, out a book. book. He
0: can put out Winds of Winter,
1: but he he hasn't written Winds of Winter. <laughs> He had written most of, of Fire and Blood. I mean, he had, like I say, if you're saying The Dance of the Dragons is the second half, well, he had that. He had Rogue Prince. He had Sons of the Dragon. He had the intros with Aegon. He just had to, like, fill in Jaehaerys, which, which he had a bunch of stream of consciousness, like, tangents about Alyssa Farman and stuff like that. Like, and, then, and then he's just like, ah, eh, call it a day. Boom. Book. That's what happened. Oh, all right. Well, we'll get, we'll get into the dance next time.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. How many pages is that? How many, how many do you think?
1: It's split up. It's split up. So we're going to, you know, we'll take it. We'll take it slowly.
0: We'll take it. We always take it slowly. But uh, guys, uh, Preston, can we wrap it up?
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fire and Blood. Join us next time. Oh, by the way, before we end this, real quick, um, mm-hmm. Because Preston won't do it, I'll do it for him. Uh, please subscribe and ring the bell notification. Because, <laughs> I, I say this because, you released recently a video, um, Daenerys and the Page of Lies. Uh-huh, yeah. I did not get notified for that. Mm. And I also noted that you forgot to post it on Twitter. Oh, really? I, you, at oh. first you forgot to post it on Twitter.
1: Then I, then I did later. I then
0: you did later. So, usually Twitter... Um, Yeah, usually Twitter uh, notifies me a lot of the times. Sometimes YouTube does it well, but sometimes YouTube likes to do this thing where it bugs out and it doesn't notify uh, me that you uploaded a video. Um, So guys, please subscribe to Preston and ring that notification bell and follow him on Twitter at SweetRobin9000 uh, so you can get up to date with all the new videos that come out. And once again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.